Okay, morning, uh, morning, everyone. Um, why don't we just, uh, before we dive right in, why don't you head to, uh, we're in Philippians chapter 3 uh, this morning, and so while you're turning there, um, I heard a great story this, uh, this week uh, about some of the goings-on in, uh, in Hope Initiative. Uh, I think the previous time out, um, uh, Johnny Raspin had, uh, you know, been delivering a meal, and this uh, this lady had. Uh, they've been talking about, about, the, about the word, the Bible, and she said, "Well, I haven't got a Bible." And Johnny, Johnny sort of said, "Well, hold on, wait a second, I'll go get one." And he ran out to the car, got his, and and gave this woman his uh, his Bible. And uh, this week, then, when uh, folks were out delivering meals, uh, they uh, came across this same uh, same lady, and uh, and she said, "Oh, yeah, this guy last time he out, he gave me a Bible, and, and I've been reading it." So, great. I mean, these, these are great stories, even if you're not uh, able to, to serve on Hope Initiative or, or whatever, but these are our stories, right? We're a part, we're doing this, it's an endeavor we do together, and so these are our stories, and stories like that are, they're encouraging, aren't they, for those out delivering meals each week, but they're encouraging to all of us, and uh, they're precious. So, um, yeah, just to encourage you, great work, guys, but do we keep praying for Hope Initiative and, uh, and so on, which is uh, wonderful to hear. Just the beginning, you trust these are just precious beginnings of, of more stories to come. Amen? Right, uh, let's dive right in then. Um, chapter 3, Philippians. So uh, Paul's writing this letter from arrest um, and uh, writing to the church that he planted in, uh, in Philippi and uh, really to, um, to, to encourage this church he loves, to encourage a little bit of correction now and again, but uh, really to help them uh, in, their, in their walk with God, okay? So let's uh, pick it up in chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this. All this is kind of referring to the previous few verses where he's talking about just knowing and receiving Christ in all his fullness. So, not that have I already received all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold. That, that phrase there, take hold, it could be, uh, it's almost, the, a better translation might be to grab or to seize. Yeah, there's kind of a, a, a real urgency and a, and a grabbing hold of there, not just, you know, taking hold of. For that which Christ took hold of me, verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. So just, uh, just a couple of verses for our time uh, together this morning. Um, but before we plow through the verse, I want to uh, take you back to um, the 29th of September, 2019. Now, that, that date is probably meaningless for uh, almost all of you. Um, but for me, that was the, the date when I ran the Berlin Marathon. And uh, tw- all 26.2 miles, uh, it was a long way, right? I'd, and uh, in fact, uh, you know, for, because it was in, 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 in Europe and so on, it, they actually measured it in kilometers, so it was 40-odd kilometers, which somehow feels further than 26 six miles, right? And uh, it, you know, it started well, okay? I mean, training hadn't... I'm not a great, I'm a terrible trainer, okay? It hadn't gone particularly well, but uh, it's the, the race started out, started out well. I remember it was a cold, a cold morning, but, you know, you kind of get going and you warm up, and uh, uh, I bumped into somebody I kind of uh, uh, recognised from another race, we had a bit of a chat, and it was, all go- it was going well, you know? And, um, and then we hit, uh, I remember we hit, I hit mile 15, and, uh, and my, I think my right leg cramped up, and... Uh, 
Uh, and so, obviously, you've got to kind of, in those moments, you've got to, you've got to kind of stop. You know, your legs just cramping, and so you've got the, the embarrassment in front of all the crowds of kind of oh, you know, cramping up, and then you, you, know, you, kind of, you kind of get going again. And then I think at like mile 20, the other leg went, and uh, same thing again. And, uh, and, and those last uh, six, six and a half uh, or so miles, they felt like a really long way. Um, I remember I felt like giving up. I kind of thought, I'm, I can't make it. I just, I can't do this. You know, each kilometer was coming up so slowly and, and uh, uh, in, on the signs. Just thought, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it to the end. I was, uh, I was tired. I was weary. I was worn out. Um, I was absolutely on my own, you know. Um, other, others that I'd b- bumped into, you know, uh, had had a better race. Um, and, uh, you know, I was seeing others kind of breeze past me, you know, when you're struggling and you see others just running kind of fresh as a daisy. It's, uh, it's disheartening, discouraging. Um, I even remember at one point, you, uh, uh, the way they, they set the, the races up, there's kind of water stations at certain points throughout the race and uh, toilets and things like that. And then towards the end of the race, sort of, I don't know, maybe uh, in the last six or so miles, there are um, a couple of uh, massage stations where you can just stop, lie on a bed, and, and some physio will um, uh, probably encourage you to quit, <laughs> but, but, but help you out. And, uh, um, but eventually, I kind of made it round, and uh, it was one of the best things I ever did. Got the medal. Um, and, uh, but it was, it was hard. But why am, I, why am I telling you this? Not to, uh, not to brag, but, but Paul uses this illustration of, 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 of a race, of an athlete throughout the New Testament. And um, why is that? You know, uh, maybe he was, he was big into to, to running as well. Um, but I believe it's because the Christian life is a lot like running a race. Um, we often thought, you know, refer to it as kind of a, a walk with the Lord or the, the Christian, you know, walk, the walk of faith and so on. But um, I want to say actually the image of a race is, uh, is a slightly better one. Not that we're uh, competing against one, one another or anything like that, but a race, it involves a battle, whereas a walk, there's not quite the same, uh, I would say, there's not quite the same battle in a, in a walk as there is in a race. In a race where you're running, there's a battle. It's, with, a, with a walk, there's not quite the same intensity, there's not quite the same struggles or battles or joy in just a walk. But just like, uh, running, the, just like running a race of, uh, of faith, as it were, our battles are more than just physical. Yeah, our, our battle. When, it, when I'm out there in Berlin, I was running the marathon. It wasn't just simply a physical battle. There was a there was a mental battle going on as well, right? It was kind of oh, I can't do it. I'm going to quit. I want to go and take a massage. Yeah, there was a mental battle as well. Battled with our with your thoughts. Our our mind is a battlefield, isn't it? You know, like just during a race, you know, your legs think you're going to give up. A mind is a battle. Uh, we battle with our emotions. Kind of I, I can't go on. I can't keep going. And, and uniquely, the, uh, the, the race of faith, as it were, is a spiritual battle as well. So what can we learn from Paul about how to, uh, in these verses about how to run our race? Well, um, it says uh, right at verse 12, not that I have already obtained all this. So for some of us, maybe you might have been a Christian for donkey's, year, donkey's years and kind of think, it, it can be tempting to think I've... I've got this, I know it all, I've, I've understood the gospel, and, uh, you know, I, I know theology, and, and I know my Bible, and all this. And you can think, you know it all. And, and Paul wants to say, think again. You think you're already there, you think you've already reached the end, think 
again, that's a very dangerous place to be. If you're running a marathon and you kind of you think, oh, I'm there, you know, you've got to, you, you're, not, you're not yet there. You're not yet there. The prize is only at the finish. And it's not to say that we somehow earn, found, earn our salvation or anything like that, but, but rather there is much more for you and I to receive. It's the, the wonder of knowing Jesus, that we've got an inheritance to come. There is more, even for the here and now, there is more for you and for me. We can plumb the depths of the glory and the wonder and the knowledge of Jesus Christ in this life. We haven't somehow reached a point where we think, oh, I've, I know enough about him and uh, I know enough about the word and so on. There's, there's more, there's more for each of us here and now and an inheritance to come. Don't settle for some kind of mediocre Christianity where you think, well, I've been a Christian, I was raised a Christian and I've uh, you know, been brought up a Christian, been a Christian donkey's years, I, I kind of go to church, I know, it. I got this. Right? It's a dangerous place to be. There is more, whether that be more in your, in your prayer life, more in your uh, life, sharing the gospel with others, more in that daily relationship with with Christ, there is more of his grace to discover for each of us, no matter what your story is, no matter whether you're uh, you know, towards the end, end of your race, as it were, or you're just starting out. There is more grace and wonder and beauty and knowledge of knowing intimacy with Jesus to discover here and to come. So what else can we glean from these few verses about our race? Are you expecting an easy race? Maybe you think, uh, you, you were kind of thinking, oh, the, this, this is going to be, uh, walk, being a Christian, it's going to be easy, right? It's, uh, this is what God promises us. He promises us some easy kind of deal. You know, he's going to sort, I mean, he's going to sort out all my problems when I've got them, and uh, it's going to be fine. Well, I want to think again. Paul uses words like press on and straining. These are difficult words, aren't they? They're not words for it being a simple and straightforward. They are difficult words. And in the same way, when I was running the marathon, there were times when I got cramp or my body hurt or I was alone and I, I thought, I just can't do it. And yet it's the same in, our, in, in, our, in, a, in a Christian life. In the, we have moments when it's just feeling, oh, this is too hard and this is really difficult. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. And yet it's, it's, it's a difficult race. We're, we're promised difficulty. And uh, as I said, those, those massage tables, they looked tempting, but I knew if I stopped, I'd never get going again. I knew if I, if I kind of took myself out of the race to kind of, you know, uh, try, and, try and get some treatment, I was never starting again. Those legs were not moving again anytime soon. But I pressed on, and, and God provides, doesn't he? Although I may have felt like I was alone, um, wonderfully, just uh, I remember uh, towards the last six or so miles, um, I, I bumped into this guy who um, I'd met in a, um, in, a, in a bar the night before, and, and we'd been talking, and he was a Christian, and I just bumped into him. On the, like, in the last five or six miles at the end of the race, I, I bumped into him. We, got chat, you know, we were kind of chatting as we were struggling, and it was a real encouragement. But my point is that we can, we can feel alone in, in this life. We can feel as though that, that it's the Christian life. We can feel, oh, I'm struggling on my own. I'm, I'm finding this really hard, and yet... God puts brothers and sisters around us to encourage us. Like the crowd, we're kind of cheering people on, right? He puts brothers and sisters, community around us to spur and encourage one another on. And he gives us his spirit, his Holy Spirit. So even though we might feel like we're alone and uh, just, just running this race alone, his Holy Spirit is with us and to help us. You might be in a real difficult 
uh, phase of your race right now. Like for the, the last year or so, has been tough for, for all of us, but particularly for, for some. Uh, just pandemic, and just work, school, home life, homeschooling, family pressures. Let me, let me encourage you, don't, don't tap out. Don't take yourself out of the race and, and go get a massage. Press on. Keep going. Strain. Press on. Encourage one another. In the, in the body of the church and the family, people of God, encourage one another. Look who you can spur on, like the crowd were spurring people on, like the, the guy I met, we were kind of encouraging one another as we ran together that last part. Look, who, think about who you can encourage and spur on in the race. So we're not yet there, right? We're not yet there. We're not at the end. It's, it's not an easy race. We're not promised an easy race, folks. Number two. Number three. What will you take with you? I took uh, energy gels, just the kind of syrup sachets, you just, you know, in your pockets and uh, energy bars and so on. Some people took music with them. Um, Paul, he says, he, he took hold, took, take hold of, of him who took hold of me. Uh, where does it say that? It says, I take hold of, of that for which Christ took hold of me. Let me encourage you, take hold of him, grab him, seize him, cling on to him, cling on to Jesus, seize him, grab him, take hold of the truth about him and you, instead of taking hold of lies. So often what we can take hold of is lies about ourselves. lies, oh, he, uh, he doesn't really care, he doesn't really know me, he can't, he can't really forgive me for what I've done. Or we believe lies about, about ourselves. I'm not good enough. Uh, I'm not worthy. Let me encourage you. Take hold of him. Take hold of, of his grace, his goodness. Take hold of truth about him and truth about you. Maybe today God is taking hold of you, even for the first time, right? I mean, the, we, we see it very much from our own perspective, but when, uh, when you meet Jesus, it's not, suddenly, it's not sort of you discovering him. He's... He's taken hold of you. He's taken hold of each of us. We just see it from our perspective. And uh, he, he's, he pursues us. It's wonderful, isn't it? He, he's loved, he pursues us. He's pers- maybe today he's pursuing you. And so let me encourage you, be, a, be alert. We have a, an enemy who wants to plant lies in, in us, right? To plant lies. Maybe uh, as we go about our life, oh, you're not worthy, you're not good enough. Uh, if only they knew that. If only he knew that about you. We had an enemy. Take every thought captive. Think when you you know when you're thinking something. Think, hold on, is this is this truth that, that um this thought in my head? Where's this from? Is this is this truth that I'm dwelling on? Is this is this feeding me? Am I am I feeding myself and those around me, or am I am I feeding with truth, or am I feeding on lies? Am I feeding on fear? This is where community and and life groups and running partners are just so important. We get to, to spur one another on. We get to encourage one another. We get to, to help one another and say, oh, no, no, what you're saying, that's a, that's a lie. Don't believe those lies about yourself. Don't believe those lies about your heavenly Father. It was wonderful as we were just took some time this morning just dwelling on the goodness of God, the truth of God, because it's so easy for us to, uh, to look at things and think, well, I don't... I don't see a lot of goodness right now. I don't see a lot of goodness in what's going on in my life right now. And yet we remind one another of this wonderful truth and promises. It's, it's part of the beauty of being in community with one another. Number four, keep your eye on the finish. Verse 13, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. 
I remember I knew what was at the finish line, yeah, right from the, the word go, I knew what was at the finish line, I knew that uh, my wife was there, I knew that there was a rest coming for me, I knew that there was going to be some food, uh, there was going to be a medal, uh, and the joy of having completed it. And, and you think about those things as you're running the race, and, uh, and it's tough, and, it, and you hit hard, difficult moments, you think about those things. You think about that steak you're going to eat when you get to, you know, after you've finished and, and all the rest. You think about seeing your wife. You, you think about the joy and the euphoria of having completed it, and it spurs you on. And so the same is true for us as believers. Have an eye to the future. And some of us are, are trapped by our past, but it says, it says here in verse 14, he has called you and me, heavenwards in Christ Jesus. And the truth is that because of, of the grace of God, our past has been paid for at the cross. That Jesus died on the cross. He paid, paid the price on the cross for you and for me. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he, he's pursuing you. That he gave everything for you and me. This is the wonderful grace of Jesus Christ, the wonderful gospel. And this this passage, yes, it, it tells us how to, to run our race of the, of the Christian life, as it were, that we're not yet there, that it's not easy, that, that what to take with us and, and to have an eye on, the, on the, f- the future, the end. But really, it, what, it, what it tells us is about him. You know, so often we can, we can go to the Scriptures, and uh, I'm guilty of this, we can, we can go to the Scriptures and say, what have they got to give for me? What, what, what have they got, got for me? What do they tell us about me? But actually, they're, 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 they're telling us about him, about Jesus. They reveal Jesus. And this, this, these few verses tell us about Jesus. And what they tell us is that you are of such worth to him. You are of such worth to him that he gave his life on, on the cross for you, that you are worth it, that he pursued you, took hold of you. And are you going to take hold of him? He pursued you, and he is still pursuing you. That is how much he loves you. And when we take hold of him, we take hold of his promises, uh, it's, it's transformative, isn't it? And his wonderful trans- promises, are the, the fulfillment of these promises to come, they're powerful promises. This week, this, we can say there is more, even in what, in what, what we're in here and now, there is more. And it changes everything. Having a, t- taking hold of him, seizing him, having an eye on the finish and the future, it, it can change everything. We've, uh, uh, our daughter... They're just uh, 13 months or so now, and uh, you can be, be holding her, and she might be clutching a, a toy or something, and, uh, and, and she'll, she'll drop it sooner or later. And then there, you know, there can be tears and anguish and, and sadness. But um, when you, you're a you know, your parent, you, just, you know what's, it's just a dropped toy. You know? it, I mean, she's very upset about it, but it's, this, is, this is just a, a, a dropped toy. Um, and we can have some perspective, right? We can see, okay, this can be, this can be fixed. This is not the, the end of the world. This is, a, this is a drop toy. Clearly very painful to her at the moment, but just a drop toy. And so is the same with our present troubles. Not to, not to make light of them. There is deep sadness and tears and anguish in this life. But when we have an eye to the future, the future glory and hope in Christ Jesus, then when these things happen, when uh, sickness, uh, jobs uh, financial struggles, worries, when, when things don't pan out as we would, we would like, we can say, it, it's, a, it's a drop toy, it's painful, it's, it's sad, it's anguish. I, I need prayer and community and help and, and sure, but it's in the whole perspective of things, it's just a dropped toy. 
same, same with our temptation. You know, our sin has been, been dealt with and we can walk from sin, but when temptation comes along and it looks all shiny and glistening and promises so much, we can, just with that perspective, that heavenly perspective, we can just look at it and say, it's just a toy. It's just a toy. I don't, I, I don't need to, to pick, take that up anymore because I've taken hold of Jesus. In our witness... We can be fearful of, you know, any embarrassment or fear or timidity. It, it really pales into nothing when compared to the future glory that we have in Christ. The future glory of an eternity with Jesus. A place with no more tears, no more suffering, no more pain. It's going to be far from boring, you know. I mean, look at this world as, as beautiful as this world is. Imagine how much more amazing and beautiful eternity with him will be. It will be of far more value than just some, uh, some medal hanging on a wall at home. It's an inheritance that will not fade. So let me draw things together. Um, let me encourage, don't get, don't get complacent. Yeah, don't get complacent and think, well, this is uh, all I've got right now. This is all there is. You know, um, my relationship with him, uh, this is all there is. I want to encourage there is more. Here and now there is more, and there is more to come. Amen. Press into him for more of him. That might look like uh, in your prayer life, believing him for more like that. It might be stepping out in faith, allowing him to stretch you, right? It might look like that. It might look like rather than fighting your present circumstances, maybe praying, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? Know that it's not an easy race, but that God is with you and that he will provide for you. He knows you. He loves you. His Holy Spirit is with you. And there can be joy on the journey in amidst the most challenging and difficult circumstances. Take hold of him. Take hold of truth about him and you, the wonderful grace of God. Take hold of these truths. Don't take hold of lies. Take hold of him. Take hold of truth. And take hold of the, If you take hold of this powerful truth, it will, it will change you. It will change you. And then lastly, keep your eye on the finish. Don't allow the enemy to, to ruin your present by reminding you of the past. Jesus, he's paid for that at the cross. But live your, your present in light of the future. Live for him, not for yourself. Take risks for him, and I promise you, you will not regret it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this wonderful picture of a of a race lord but a race that you where you have pursued us taken hold of us lord and therefore we take hold of you lord we take hold of you and your promises today lord going into a, another week lord we take hold of you and your promises in all that we face lord we we look to the future, Lord, the future hope that we have in Christ Jesus, Lord, a future inheritance and a fulfillment of these promises to come that can never be taken away or fade or perish, Lord. I pray help us to live our present in light of our eternity with you, Lord Jesus, in light of our future hope with you. We ask it in your name. Amen.